Good morning, listeners. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We are continuing with the series based on the theme Embracing Revival, Achieving Excellence Through Effective Leadership, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica's theme for 2024. Last week, we began looking at God's call of Moses as a leader of his people. We looked intent at the fact that the leader needs to have an emotional investment in the work of leadership and the task to which he or she is called. When a person channels their emotional energy into anything over a sustained period of time, they are making an emotional investment. Moses grew up in Pharaoh's palace as a prince of Egypt. But all the time, he was scheming and contemplating how he was going to become the deliverer of his people from slavery. He took matters into his own hands when he attempted the task single-handedly without seeking God. In the process, he murdered and buried an Egyptian who was abusing his people and had to flee Egypt and become a refugee in the land of Midian. There he became a shepherd in the employ of Jethro, the priest of Midian, his father-in-law. In Exodus 3, we see God's call of Moses to become his leader, who would deliver the Israelites out of Egyptian slavery. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Exodus 3 and verse 10. From being an emotionally invested young man filled with youthful exuberance who committed murder for the cause, Moses had settled down to being a lowly shepherd and was reluctant to answer God's call on his life. Exodus 3.11 But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Exodus 4 10 to 17. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken your, to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you to say. But he said, Oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth to you, and you shall be to him as God. And you shall take this rod in your hand, with which you shall do the signs. Moses was not the only leader to react to the call of God in this way, reluctantly. In the case of Jeremiah, we read, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. 
I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. Jeremiah 1, 4-5 Jeremiah felt inadequate, but God gave him affirmation by telling him of his foreknowledge and consecration of his life for service before he was even conceived or born. God affirms leaders in many ways. In the case of Jeremiah, he did it himself. Let's look at how he did it in the case of Moses. God affirmed Moses through others. And he does it for leaders whom he calls. So Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Exodus 4 verse 18. When Moses told Jethro about his encounter at the burning bush, his father-in-law affirmed him. He gave him his blessing. God will provide people in your life to affirm you and reinforce his call on your life. So, if he has called you, Step out with confidence. Next we see that God gives the leader mentors. Moses received help from Jethro, Aaron, and others. Leaders, despite their abilities and gifts, need others to stand with them and to pour into their lives. Moses benefited tremendously from this and would later become an effective mentor as he would likewise develop his successor, Joshua. Next we see that God builds on the leader's strengths, experiences and background. This is their shape. God used everything in Moses' background to help him fulfill his calling. His fine education received in the best universities in Egypt. His knowledge of Pharaoh his understanding of Egyptian culture and his time in the wilderness. Nothing is ever wasted in God's economy. Next, God often refines a leader's character in obscurity. Moses received 40 years of seminary education in the desert. He learned patience and had time to meditate on his heritage taught to him by his mother, who had been his hired nurse when he grew up in Pharaoh's palace. Next we see that God instills in the leader the value of hard work. Shepherding is hard work. Being with the sheep, protecting them, finding pastures, watering them, dressing their wounds was backbreaking work. Such is the life of a leader called by God, not a life of luxury and ease but one of hard work. Moses may not have worked much in the Egyptian palace, but he learned its worth in the desert. He had to put his shoulders to the wheel, get in the trenches, and learn by doing. Next we see that God sustained leaders that he calls with a powerful vision. Moses caught the vision of the promised land long before the Hebrew slaves did. God had said to him, 
So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Evites and the Jebusites. Genesis 3 verse 8. Leaders must have a compelling vision and must be able to share that vision and get buy-in from those they lead. Without vision, the people perish, the word of God states. The leader's vision must have its genesis in God. God brings others alongside the leader to compensate for their weaknesses. No one is the sole repository of all knowledge, of all giftings. No. It wasn't so in the life of Moses, and it isn't so in our life as leaders. Moses enjoyed the help of Aaron as spokesman, Joshua as army general, and her as a battle supporter. What can we learn from God's call of Moses as his leader? Timing is everything. God called Moses when he was 80 years of age. After he had prepared him through hard work, through obscurity, through time alone with him, God prepares his leaders through all the phases of their lives. God will affirm you and his call on your life and he will provide others to do so as well. God will provide mentors along the way. The theme, Embracing Revival, Delivering Excellence Through Effective Leadership, requires leaders that are called by God. Are you sending the call of God to effective leadership? Don't be reluctant. Respond to the call like Isaiah did, who said, Here I am. Send me. We'll continue with this theme next week. God bless you.